everybody, and welcome to Yabi Reddit. Uh, this is our, our final thoughts episode for our sixth season where we read the To All the Boys trilogy. My name's Laura. I'm one, I'm one of the hosts. And my name's Maggie, and I'm the other host. And we're best friends, and we are the hosts of this Young Adult Novel podcast. Where we are best friends and hosting a Young Adult Novel podcast. Thank you for, thank you for that. Uh, Maggie, my happening. best friend and also co-host of the Young Adult podcast. No problem. I appreciate your input. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we have fun. Um, listeners, if you're here for the first time, uh, weird that this is the episode you started on, but happy to have you nonetheless. Happy to have you nonetheless. We just ate a lot of, a big pasta dinner. A big pasta dinner, and we are on our second glass of wine, so things are a little buzzy, and we're going to, to talk about our experiences with our sixth season, the trilogy for the To All the Boys series by Jenny Han, uh, which I've already said, and I'll say it again. I'll say it, I'll shout it from the rooftops. Shout it. I will. I'll shout it. Love is love. Is love is love. And that's what Jenny Han gets to the bottom of. That question, is love love? I'm going to be honest, Maggie. I don't think that's the theme of the book. (laughs) It is. Is young love valid? Yes or no? That's a really good, I feel like that's a good thing to to kind of discuss in this because we're kind of implied at the end that Peter and Laura Jean are going to be together forever. Yeah. And they're going to make it last. But... Um, Maggie and I, cynics that we are, um, is, does, is young love valid and does young love last? Well, it's pretty obvious that the way Peter is written, he's not a real person no. in any universe. No, there's no, there's never going to be a real life Peter Kavinsky. No, because, like, the mistakes that he makes in terms of, like, maybe shutting up about the fact he knows that Jen recorded him enlarging in the hot tub and then posted it later, is not uh, consistent with the Peter that we are given. That's true. Which is this perfect angel, looks like a World War One veteran, like straight out of a postcard, whatever the fuck they He's described years old. as. Yeah, <laughs> never ages. Could, could we argue that uh, the Peter we're given is from Lara Jean's point of view, who only sees the good in him? Oh, you know... Like, I, don't, I don't know, because, like, I, I see Lara Jean as a person who sees the good in almost everyone. Yeah. Um, but the way, if that's, like, the truth, the way she describes Jen and Margot, too, mm-hmm. even, like, I, I, I don't know if it's, I kind of feel like the Peter we are given is kind of the objective Peter. Yeah. Which leaves so little room for any mistake, whether it's a huge grievance. Yeah. That he doesn't feel like a real person. Yeah. No, it, it feels like Lara Jean doesn't realize, like, the severity of some of the fights that they have. Yeah. Or the severity of some of his actions. So it's, like, on paper it feels like, oh, I'm reading about all these nice things that Peter did. And I'm, I feel like at a point we start just glazing over these just more uh, sinister things that have happened, like knowing that Jen spread the video around. Or his mom talking to Lara Jean, trying to get her to break up with her son, and then taking the leap of faith, because it is really fucking hard to bring something like that up to a partner. Like, your parent is doing fuck shit, and then just being like, no, 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 no. And then that not being a fight? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like I would love to believe that Peter and Lara Jean are in it for the long haul, but I honestly don't think, like, 
taking my 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 love for this series out of it and taking you know my love for Peter's gestures and the cute conversations they have and like focusing just on facts yeah I don't think they'd make it past like sophomore junior year no I kind of don't think that he wouldn't be the guy who stays with you Couch guy. Couch guy. I, I kind of don't think on some subconscious level he would stay with you if you didn't put out. Yeah. And maybe that's just like everyone's insecurity at 17. You know, I was with a guy who had had sex with seven people before I lost my virginity at 19. And that stuck with you. And maybe that does stick with you a bit. But it is kind of like there is some validity to if you're young and you're not giving it, why can't he go out to someone else? And if he's already had that in a relationship, why would he want to stick around for a relationship? Yeah, I guess that brings up a good point. We never really get to see what Peter sees in Laura Jean. We don't no. really, we never get a why. We just know that he really, really cares for her and he said, thinks she's cute. Like, Peter doesn't really give Laura Jean any, like, really deep compliments. No. Like, kind of like, uh, going back to Love is Blind season three, which just came out, where, like, SK is giving Raven compliments that are below the surface of, like, I like the way that you stand up for yourself. And I like the way that, you know, you understand the way you want to be loved and are able to communicate that to me. Yeah. But Peter doesn't really... Peter's Peter's very much a gestures person. Yeah. But Peter at no point or time has said why or what makes him drawn to Lara Jean and what, like, makes him so in love with her other than the fact that it's, like, I'm crazy about you... Lara Jean. Yeah. I mean, I really don't get what their relationship is born on, if not that they think that they can't have each other, whether it's external forces like Jen, Josh. Um, I don't I don't know what it is that they like. It it does feel like every deep conversation that they have is filled with tension or based off of an argument. Yeah. And it's like they clearly have lots of, like, fun, cute, flirty moments together and get to enjoy each other's company that way. Yeah. But at the same time where it's like, why haven't we really seen them have, like, a soup, all of their deep conversations, more than half of them end with um, contention. Yes, it's like there's no actual resolution. Yeah. It kind of seems like it's like, okay, you know what? This conversation has gone on for too long on yeah. both sides, and we kind of both just want it to end. Do we think things would be different if she wound up with John Ambrose McLaren? Because I think John Ambrose McLaren always saw below the surface of Lara Jean. Yeah. I honestly, I think that that would have been a much healthier mm-hmm relationship because I think I mean it just seemed like they respected each other a bit more like I think that she was like he is not only just handsome he also is smart he's in model UN he has a lot going for him yeah he um you also see his empathy so much more yeah he also interacting with his grandma the way he was able to like he could pick up on like the undertone of so many conversations like I know in the treehouse when, like, Peter was being, like, w- weird towards Lara Jean and Jen was being weird towards Lara Jean and kind of mean. And, like, John was, like, kind of mediating that and, like, kind of being on her side and, like, boosting yeah. her up that way. Where it was, yeah. like, we never really saw Peter stand up to Jen on behalf of Lara Jean. And, like, I think that is going to be my, my biggest pitfall with never Peter as a character. Never stood up to 
Jen for Larging, and then also would not would not like not exactly do things at her expense, but would never um like ever like has to I think a, a friend to everyone is a friend to no one. Yeah. And like at the point that like John Ambrose could sense when Peter and Jen showed up in the second book to the retirement home. Yeah. And that Lara Jean was uncomfortable. Just got the car and was like, let's go. Yeah. Like, you can just leave a situation. Where yeah. I don't think Peter has balls enough where if it upsets someone else, yeah. he's he's not going to just leave yeah. the situation. I think. Because Lara Jean's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Peter's, like, two biggest, like, faults are yeah. that he lacks awareness and he, um... Oh, shoot, I had it. Lacks awareness and lacks... Mm, I had a really good word that I was going to bring up here, and I'm so mad at myself. Lax. Um, um, I started with an S. It wasn't like sensibility. Sincerity. That was the word. yeah. It feels like his actions are based off of, like, people are going to see this. People are going to see how I'm treating this person. Or Laura Jean's really going to like that I'm doing this for her, rather than, like, a... This is something I am doing for my partner. Because, I mean, even when the video was being circulated, it didn't seem like it struck a chord with him until it was being shown in front of the entire school yeah. as a joke. Well, and the joke is him. And it also... And he's the butt of the Exactly. Joke. And he also really didn't seem like he understood Lara Jean's uncomfortability with it. Or no. was, like, taking the time to understand that. And it's like, that's a very, like, intimate thing to, like, have happen to you. And the fact that you're just kind of like a... Well, ignore it. Like, that's really fucked up. Yeah. Your viewpoint on sex and your casualness towards it, like, it doesn't always equate with other people's. Yeah. You know? and So you can't just force that narrative onto someone. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. So I think we're in agreement that, you know, Peter Kaminsky, as as sweet as he might be, this might be just, like, a little bit fake. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think um, in terms of, like, Margot and Lara's relationship? I, like, I really do like Margot as a character because I feel like that's a dynamic we just don't get to see a lot of somebody yeah. who is so intelligent, so responsible, um, clearly had a lot put on them at a young age, mm-hmm. but in the way that they had to grow up so fast, yeah. they didn't have a chance to really process a lot of things. So I feel like Margot is somebody who it's like had to focus on the things that she could control and being in charge of for so long yeah. that suddenly she cannot take herself away from having control. So I think she's a really interesting character in that sense. Yeah. And she feels like a very real person to me. Like despite the fact that I don't agree with her actions, I feel like there's a reason for why she's acting the way she is. Oh, yeah. uh, That we don't really get to see the full surface of, but we can really kind of um, see play out in front of us. I really did like the sister dynamics. I think that the three of them, all of them together, were, like, so good across the board in terms of Kitty had all of the spontaneity, the independence, the strong willful like very strong-headed yeah um, but like also the naivete that like a like a 10 year old would have young, the youngest sibling could have. yeah yeah the innocence yeah and then you know margo is just like that that's also very interesting to make all of them sisters because i think sisters um no matter how 
different you are, mm-hmm. how, like, across the board. I do think there is just, like, that that through line of, like, emotional closeness. Yeah. Like, a little bit of intimacy that you have more mm-hmm. it, than it would be if it was, like, you and a brother. Yeah. Wow, I get it. I have brothers. <laughs> you have brothers. I have one sister. I mean, we're, we're definitely not the case. Like, I'm just speaking of personal experience. Yeah. I know sisters and uh, who are... Maggie knows sisters. I know sisters. I'm an ally to sisters. Someone, um, someone's got to be on this podcast because it certainly ain't me. Hey, it's not you. I'm just, I'm just rubbing salt in the wound. But I mean, there's, there's like times where I think, you know, some women can be like, I'm so put together and I'm not gonna waver on yeah. being close with you. Um, but on some level, it's, it's like you are, you are kind of just living in a world that wasn't really made for you. That's so I'm, true, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that that always sits at the back of your head, no matter yeah. where you are in life. True. Um, off of that, it feels like this uh, season, compared to our last seasons of book series, um, had the most three-dimensional characters at every single turn. Yeah. Where it's, like, even, like, Lucas, who is hardly in the book series at all, like, still had dimension to him and depth. Like, and people like Chris and Dad, like, all of these, like, small minor characters yeah, still had, like a, like, a tone of voice and an opinion and a POV that, like, came through which I thought was also just, like, really, really refreshing. Uh, I think also comparatively to our last season where we were dealing with a lot of um, dimension that was black and white with a lot of our characters and, like, a lot of just, like, big shifts or weird changes or actions that didn't necessarily make sense. We were never given a minute with the Vampire Diaries to ever sit with a character. No. I never fucking knew what they wanted. And then... Just what their roles were. And then also um, that might have had something to do with the fact that there was what, three, four different authors for the entire series, so they, that, we could probably chalk it up to that. They were not in a group chat, and it shows. No, yeah, it was very much the publishing company being like, you gotta get this book out by this deadline, people. Yeah. But uh, this, like, it just, it feels very much like Jenny Han took her, like, time with this, and this came from a place, like, deep within her that, like, was like, this is, like, a story that I want to tell, and here's how I want us to feel about it. Yeah, it was, the writing was exceptional, Yeah, I will say, because even with people like Chris, um, Lucas, Jen, Jen too, yeah. um, you, you could tell why they did, or I think you could really fill in the blanks. True. Like, there was no uncertainty with them. Lucas, you're like, okay, he's living in, well, first of all, fucking Virginia, and he's Yikes. gay, and... Uh, like, the one conversation that he has with Lara Jean about being, like, at least you have options. Yeah. Is, is just, like, so much waited on, waiting on bated breath for high school to end so your life can begin. Yeah. And just kind of being a wallflower, just passing through things. Yeah. And then the whole spontaneity of Chris. I would have liked to have known what she was running from a little bit more. Yeah. I think just because, like, I think she can say things without a filter. And be very eccentric and bubbly yeah. and why not. But I could never figure out what her whole deal was. It was yeah. kind of like her and Jen were two sides of the same coin. And I was like, does she have family problems? Yeah, I think Chris is such an interesting character that you could really just talk about for a while. Because it's like her entire thing is like, well, she's kind of a wild child. And she goes and hooks up with people. But it's like, yeah. is she actually that wild? Or are there just rumors about her that she accepts? Yeah. And, like, that's always something that, like, we'll never, like, get to know. Because it's, like, 
we all we know is Chris is a good friend. She's a ride or die. Sometimes she says the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like, hey, Laura Jean, you should send get, give your boyfriend a framed sexy picture for when he goes off to college. Or he's definitely not going to wait around for you to yeah. get your virginity. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, I feel like we have those moments of Chris where it's like, great, maybe wrong time to point that out. <laughs> maybe wrong time. But, you know, but like it also just shows it's just like, yeah, there's no such thing as you're a perfect best friend. No, because there's other times where she's very loyal, like on the bus. Yeah. Um, when they are leaving the, the cabin. Or the and... North Carolina trip that she spontaneously planned. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. She was very good. She was very good at times. Do we think that, like, the friendship between Lara Jean and Chris, even though it wasn't, like, a focal point of this series, was maybe, like, the healthiest friendship we've seen in all of our series so far? Oh. Because, like, comparatively, when I think about Click and I think about Private and Uglies and Hunger Games and Vampire Diaries, we haven't really seen, like, a healthy female friendship. No, we really haven't. Honestly, I would concede to that. I think that this was one of the more healthy friendships. Yeah. A lot of young adult novels that we've read, and maybe overall, in general, maybe I'll make that sweeping point. So much female friendship is rooted in competition. Yeah, and jealousy and and insecurity. So it was like, I, I think that's what also made me really like this book, is it wasn't rooted in clothes and being rich and uh it was just very much rooted in like real place real time going through real things that people go through yeah because I was definitely insecure and jealous of my high school friends but I never externalized it yeah I would definitely internalize it and I don't think I would ever take it out on them yeah I would just be like this is this is just a factor of something that I'm feeling and then would would definitely internalize it yeah and get down on myself but so many young adult novels, like, externalize it. The closest female friendship I could think of that is pseudo-healthy was, I was going to say, Tally and Shay. And it's just momentarily. Yeah. It's literally just for the first book. Yeah, and then they have, like, a, a tumultuous uh, friendship. But that's also probably has something to do with the fact that the government's chasing after them. Yeah. And they're trying to live in the wild free from control all of the other ones were just like solely power imbalances yeah i mean vampire diaries fucking tried to make female friendships deep but they were so boring it felt like we started to get there with like the the shift after book seven with vampire diaries but like it still didn't quite hit home yeah um but this one felt like one that would actually happen in high school exactly yeah you have the person who is way out there and the person who is more down to earth who like needs needs to be broken out of their shell and then on the flip side that wild child needs to be grounded yeah definitely and it's a great it's a great match i mean yeah high school friendships like that like yeah it's one of those things i feel like i even felt that in the movie where i was like i really wish chris would like we got to see more of chris like i would love to see their relationship more and like their sleepovers, their hangouts, they go to the mall together, things like that. Cause it's yeah. just like it's like it's it was refreshing. It was so funny when they went to prom too, and me being like, "Holy shit, these books were really written in 2015." Because their prom song was "Style" by Taylor Swift from yeah. 1989, and I remember listening to 1989 that album in my car and like getting cheated on in college and like crying to that song. So seeing that, I was like. Jesus, am I old? Is this book? I don't know. I, that was that was very yeah, weird. yeah. It is really funny when um like these like present day books that exist in like the the time that they were written. Yeah. Um, and it's also weird to think that like 2014, 2015 is almost ten years ago. 
Uh, but they like mention songs, especially because like in the click, it was like always Pussycat Dolls yes. and like other and like Fergie and stuff like that. And it's just it's always it always dates the book so much, but it's also like such a fun nostalgia piece. Yes, I think the songs are okay. I think whenever we read books, where the hashtags they they just came out at the birth of Twitter, like 2012, yeah. 2011. Yeah, having hashtags in the last three books of Vampire Diaries was wild. Those are always really weird. Yeah. Um, oh my god. I have to shift, Maggie, because yes. I, I have this question that I've been dying to ask. Um, it's fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Peter Kavinsky, John Ambrose McLaren, Josh. Because oh. those are like the, the three boys of the five letters yes. that we really get to see. Well, you see. gotta kill Josh. Yeah. We're all in agreement. I think we're all in agreement. Whiny boy. Yeah. Don't love it. Yeah. Um, whatever. If he had been like an Adam Brody in the OC, kind of like Seth Cohen nerdy comic book guy i'd be like okay yeah <laughs> but but no kill um oh and then between the it's two, a, it's a harder one between the two is a little difficult yeah um and i might say i think <laughs> i think mary peter kavinsky and i think fuck john ambrose because and i would I, love an explanation i think for the long term and i don't know if this is psychotic of me to say i don't want things to be easy <laughs> I don't want things to be easy. That's such a bad outlook because things aren't just going to magically be easy. I don't want things to be easy. Like, John Ambrose, are we just going to be healthy all the time? I mean, no. Like, you're still going to have problems, but he's going to be able to talk about them in a healthy way. Yeah, I kind of want to fight. I mean, you still fight when you're in a healthy relationship. You just don't do what Peter does and just stomp off. And go get drunk at a party and talk about driving home after the fact. Oh, he did do that. That was bad. Yeah. I think also it's so goddamn hard to unmarry the idea of Peter Kavinsky and Noah Centieno playing Peter Kavinsky as Peter Kavinsky into all the boys, the Netflix movie. (laughs) So I I I still think I still think Mary because I kind of want my partner to be a little difficult. And I don't know if that's good, but I, I kind of want to, like, like I don't know, but, like, also, I would probably be his mom. So it's, like, why am I? I think I'm going to say, I think I'm still going to say Mary Kavinsky. What about I think, you? I think it comes in no surprise based off my reaction that I would just fuck Peter Kavinsky and marry John Ambrose McLaren. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think John Ambrose McLaren is a, a lot more emotionally mature, and I, I don't deal with fuck shit, and Peter's on some fuck shit. God, Peter is on some fuck shit. Yeah. But I think I could get really good art out of him, because, like, in the gen thing, if he did that, first oh, of all... Oh, yeah, yeah. I would not backslide. First of all, I would not backslide. At this point, I am so old, I've gone through it all with men that I would not. I would be like, no, no, no. Um, I just need the I just need the latter half of Peter, where he's just being, like... On some fuck shit. But if he did something like that, I'd be like, done. I'd be like, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. But um, that Peter I could not put up with. Um, transitioning into just like the series as a whole. Does this series at a base level hold up almost 10 years later? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like this like all still like felt relatable. It felt very real. It felt very fun to read. It all, I think, really held up. I think it held up a lot too. Yeah. Um, it was really good writing and yeah. it like would remind me sometimes of high school. Sometimes yeah. the problems I was just like, these are clearly not things I would have gone through in high school. Because I went to a private school. Yes. <laughs> and very few people would have in terms of like 
Like, I think, like, Lara Jean have very adult problems. Yeah, sometimes. well, I really, I think the, the interesting thing about this book is it's almost written, like, like the chapters or letters. Mm, yeah. Because it's not like each chapter ends and then you pick up right where the last chapter left off. It's like each chapter is almost like a tiny vignette of what happened during the day, what happened at the diner, what happened in this moment. Like they're yeah. all they're all very much like summaries of, of of a moment in time. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about the way this book was written is it jumped around a lot and like yeah. we weren't always going day by day by day, minute by minute, it'd be like, great, and now it's a week in the future. And now and, it's a day in the future. Now it's only a few hours in the future. But yeah. it always it was always very much um Almost cinematic in that way. I did like sitting with the characters. Yeah. And even, like, the moments where it was just Lara Jean, like, cooking. If she was, like, cooking with Peter or something and, like, having a conversation. I really looked forward to those chapters. I liked the dynamics and the banter that Jenny Han yeah. um, built with these characters. Which book was your favorite? That's really... Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, mm, it's, like, first book was the fake relationship. Duh, 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 duh. I think it might be the first book. Yeah, I think it's. I yeah. think it's first or third. I think second was my least favorite because Peter was such a dipshit in it. Mm. Uh, I really liked this third book because I know I remember hating the Netflix movie. Like oh, I couldn't. Yeah. Like I remember even starting the series. I was like, "What even happens in books two and three, or like movies two and three? Yeah. Um, but I really liked. I think the first book just because that whole uh, love letter plot line kind of setting in stone the entire story. Uh, it's just so fun. Oh, yeah. And the buildup and the the foundation of Peter and Lara is just such a fun dynamic It's a fun to establish Yeah. Because, like, once they are dating, it's like there's, there's no wiggle room for yeah. it to either be what could be or what isn't, yeah. you know? It's like this is what is, and, and it's just set in stone forever. Yeah. And their dynamic in the first book is just, like, so much fun because you yeah. get the flirting, you get the building, you get the tension moments of, like, what are we, what aren't we? Yeah. I think the third book might be my least favorite. Interesting. I I think the second one had, like, very high stakes to, like, yeah. I wanted them to be back together or, like, I didn't want them to be back together. Yeah. I didn't like how it ended. I remember the most from it that I would, like, flip forward to be like, okay, mm-hmm. when do they talk next? Yeah. Um. So I think I felt the most hands-on and involved in that. And I really did like John Ambrose McLaren. That's so fair. I really I liked, liked him, him too. at times. I liked when he was, like, writing the letters back. Yeah. I thought that was sweet. Um, He got his dad's car for the World War II party. And he got us a costume off of eBay. That's sweet. Shove that in your chocolate chip cookie expedition in New York, Peter. Exactly. He bought a costume off eBay. And it wasn't a costume, it was an actual uniform. He had her, he skipped school to, like, spend her birthday with her. Yeah. My memory was shit. I would always fucking forget people's birthdays I still forget people's birthdays. I'm really bad about Unless it. Unless I went to school and they announced it at the beginning of the day, which they did. And then for That's a bit it was Facebook, you know, and Facebook yeah. would be like, it's this person's birthday. I'd be like, oh shit. That's the only way I'm gonna know. Yeah. Okay, it's the 12th. I was going to say, uh, one of my best friend's birthdays is on the 15th, Elena's is. Yeah. So, I I don't know. And I'll be wishing Elena a happy birthday in a few days. Um, but yeah. it'll be, once this episode comes out, it'll have already been Elena's birthday. So, mm-hmm. think about this, like, kind of, like, happy birthday, Elena. We, you did it. 
Happy birthday, Elena, if you're listening to this. And she should be, honestly. You should be if you want to get your coworkers to rate us five Thank stars. You, Thank you, Elena. That's a good birthday gift to us. That is a really good birthday gift to us. <laughs> um, is, is Elena going out of her way to get people to rate and review our podcast? I don't know. You write for a newspaper. You could publish it. That's this is our PR pitch to wow. Elena. Wow. Elena better listen to this episode. Otherwise, this is a waste <laughs> of time. Uh, exactly. Oh, my god. Who is your favorite character? Oh, that's really hard. I don't know, because it's like, I have a reason. Like, I feel like I can make an argument for a lot of different people. Like, I could make an argument for yeah. Trina and for Dad and for Chris and for Lucas and for John Ambrose McLaren. Yeah. Um. What if I, like, went on a limb and I was like, Peter's mom's my favorite character. <laughs> Do you That'd have like funny. do you have like a standout favorite character? Um boy, you know what my gut is telling me. I swear to God if you say Peter Kavinsky. No, <laughs> I kinda am going with Trina. Yeah, I feel like Trina, like again, it captured a dynamic that we don't get to see in a lot of books of like I someone who is divorced and remarrying and also becoming a stepmom. Like we got to see all yeah, of that. She would she was such a real person yeah and she would like stay up and like mentor like laura laura have like those conversations with her they were really deep and really nice i'm happy margo came around to her but also who fucking cares with margo yeah and then is like a mother figure for kitty yeah and like knows her place and would go out of her way to make the girls feel involved in like her wedding day yeah I thought she was really nice and great. Yeah, yeah. I thought Trina was, it was just a well-done character. Like, because Trina, like, yes. but it was, she was never going to be, like, the, the, the perfect stepmom. But, like, she, like, you could tell, like, it was important to her. And that, like, she was trying her best to, like, yeah. fit that role of, like, getting remarried. And also, like, a, a becoming mothers to three children. So, like, and it was, it was really, really good to read. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really good time. Yeah. Um... Do you have anything else that you want to say? I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've said everything that I can I kind of feel say. like I also have said Oh my said... god, I just realized you wanted to do your your love letter at the end of this episode. I did want to do my love letter. I didn't write anything. We could just riff it and I think oh, that, that would be fun. I think we should riff it. So let's okay. say Maggie has to explain their idea first for this to make sense. So to all the boys I've loved before is a book about letters. Letters to loved ones, letters to past loved ones. And I told Laura and prompted Laura that I wanted us to write a letter to our exes. Like Laura Jean did. Like Laura Jean did. And I'm sure it would not be as nice. I thought if I had time to reflect on it, it would be nice. And then I completely forgot about it because I have horrible ADHD. (laughs) So I kind of want to leave it open-ended. It can be friends, family, exes. I might still try to add little exes. Riff. Make it rhyme and riff. (laughs) Redfish. Bluefish. Hey, I dated a rapper. Yeah, so, you did. And hey, maybe one day we'll put those songs on the air so people can know that your voice appears in some of those songs. <laughs> no, you guys cannot track down the rap songs I was hey on. Guys, don't no. worry. I can track down the rap songs. Um, I kind of feel like, like to my exes right now, as I'm playing with a knife off. It's off, a wine key. Um, would not be a nice thing. So I'll try to think of like a nice love letter. Yeah, I think someone. that was like the hardest thing when like you prompted that. Like, what would what would we what would we say if we had to like we wrote a love letter to our exes? Because it's like Lara Jean very much wrote these letters 
at like the end of her crushes with yeah. these people. And it's like, I feel like since we have both been in relationships for like what, two plus years now, three years almost. Yeah. And I can say that confidently because Maggie and I's anniversaries are like days apart. <laughs> we could say one sentence to each and it doesn't have to be nice. But I have so many exes, Maggie. Okay. To my first ex, <laughs> um, I'm happy your rap career never panned out. And also, I'm going to apply to a magazine that you always wanted to work at. And if I get it, it's just your dream. I'm just doing it out of spite. Um, to, my second, to my second ex, I saw you recently got engaged. That's really cool. Um, I hate your lazy eye. To my third ex. To my third ex. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, oh. You know what? Actually, um, I told my parents, my parents asked about you, and I said that you got a house, and they said, oh, that's okay. And then, um, he just sucks. I saw you tried to do yoga after we broke up, and I don't know who you think you're fooling. <laughs> to my friends, I love you. Um, L-I-L-A-S. Love you like a sis. Hags. Hags. Um, you guys are great. Maggie, that was great. I thought it was real That funny. was great. I, like, I started panicking when you started going because I was, like, I don't even remember, like, the order of exes. It just has to be one sentence. And it can be scathing. Oh, no. And here's, Mecky, the thing that, like, I was, like, thinking, I was, like, X, X. And I, like, started, like, going backwards. And I was, like, oh, I, like, dated a guy in high school for a month. But then I just remembered that my mom went to his grandmother's funeral because my mom and his grandmother went to the same gym. And then I felt really bad. Oh, my God. Rag on the grandma. Oh, I'm not going to rag on her. She's on really her. nice. Good on uh, level. So, yeah, to my high school ex, I'm really sorry for your loss. That must be really, really hard. I know how close you were to her. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. Laura took the high road. I took yeah. the low road. Yeah. And, hey, it's okay if you still have things you need to get off of your chest about your exes. I mean... Not really. I was just trying. No, to the letter you said would beg to differ. I'm kidding. I was trying to think of one, one good farewell sentence to each one. Yeah, I mean, like the one that, like, and here's where and I all get, mine were petty. I get into an issue where it's like I've had like one like official adult ex, where it's like okay. I've been in many situationships. Yeah, and the timeline gets very, very muddy. So to, to kind of have to, like, look back on all of that, it would just be time-consuming. Yeah. Because I've had, like, I've probably had, like, a decent number of situationships. That is fair. Uh, and it's, like, and they were in my life for, like, a month or two or three or six or a year. And so it's, like, mm, well, where does one end? Where does the other begin? Am I right? So one, to the guy who you were in one relationship with, I literally forgot you existed. Yeah. That's my love letter. Right? Because, and even when I was thinking about this, he was not the first person that came to <laughs> I mind. I think we both thought it's forgot so funny. existed. Somebody had met, like, I remember my listeners, one of my best friends, Nate, had mentioned, like, the name of the person I was dating before I started dating Nick. And it, I, like, literally was, like, who? And I was, like, oh, I dated that guy for three months. Um, so I think it's, like, also a really important lesson that we're coming away from this with, like, listeners. Hey, you're better off without your exes. And it's so great to deal with your problems as they come up rather than worrying about them now, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't, like, who cares? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> This is really funny. I can't I'm glad we did riff letters, I'm, honestly. I'm very nervous about how the wheezing is going to sound. make me sound I'm like what really are, excited Are people going to be like, is Maggie's health okay? And maybe they'll give you five laughing. stars for wheezing so hard. I can't stop. 
Hey, it's, have you been smoking? I'm gonna do a lower though. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so mature, so sexy. Do you like that? It was kind of weird. I don't know. Hey, Maggie, you were having a good time. I laughed too much. Wheezes are normal. <laughs> Stop. No. Ah. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like we have tackled. wheezing so much. You were just really excited. I was laughing. So you know, kind of like when dogs pee when they're excited, you just wheeze That's when you're so excited. Embarrassing. Should we talk about our next season? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, y'all, as you might or may or may not know, this is our sixth season, and we have no signs of stopping anytime soon. No, no. Uh, Maggie and I have actually kind of planned out our next, like, few seasons, which is weird for us. We're trying this new thing called being more organized, and we're going to see how that goes. We're going to see how that goes. We have a few authors, um... Uh, you know, in, in the works to come on. So we know at least one. We're working on a few more, so that'll be exciting. Um, but uh, our next season, we're gonna switch things up a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna do a fan favorite, a fan favorite, and also uh, because we're not doing a female protagonist in our next season. No, we're not. Yeah, so this is gonna be interesting. Should we say on three? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. The, the Maze, Maze Runner. Runner. So that's the season. Is next season. It's season seven. I, I said that horribly, but you guys get it. Wait to see Thomas run his little rat is legs. Is his name Thomas in the Maze Runner? I think so, yeah. Okay, I could see it. Um, um, I'm really excited because I read the the original three books. Maggie and I are going to do all three books and the two prequels and probably have some friends do the prequels with us. Yeah. Um, But my big thing I'm excited for is to kind of relive uh the first three books because I guzzled the first book I was like give it to me this is awesome and there's such big uh story shifts over books two and three that by the end of it I was like get me out of here I am ready to be done I was so annoyed I I only read the first one oh my god the first one gem the second two interesting turns so I'm really excited to talk about that in this setting because uh there, as I remember them, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And, I mean, we'll also be eventually watching the movies, too. Yeah, um, we'll have for, to watch these movies, For too. a little Please Watch This. Please Watch This. And, yeah, we will be doing the All the Boys Yeah, we still movies, have to finish that one Hunger Games movie. Which will be fun. Oh, my God. We're behind. Too. Have we released Mockingjay Part 1? Yeah. A while ago? Yep. Hey, so if you like watching it with us, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll finally do Mockingjay Part 2 if you're good. <laughs> if you, you guys, guys are good, good. rate us five stars. stars. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Uh, thank you all for listening to the season. And if you're listening to our final thoughts, thank you for listening to this. This is very much, I feel like, an optional part of the season that we like to do to just kind of conclude everything. Yeah. And um, I just want everyone to know that I am an ally to women. <laughs> Maggie just had to put that on the record as you're wrapping things up. Give me a five star. Rate my wheezing. <laughs> I can't. That's so funny. Um, well, I think that's that's uh, the conclusion of our final thoughts. Um, Maggie's trying really hard not to wheeze again. I'm trying so hard. Um, but we are taking a few um, weeks off and we have some special episodes coming out in the meantime between yeah. this season and our seventh um, in a couple of weeks, we are going to have an author come on to talk about one of her books. So that's going to be a full special episode. And we're also talking about doing a special Christmas episode, but we we're like, we're, it's like pseudo confirmed, but I'm not going to promise anything because of what if it falls through. Yeah. Um, that's so that's coming up as well. 
Everything Probably. is scary. Everything is scary. The holidays are busy. Don't hate us. But that's what we're hoping to do. And then Mace Runner will be coming to you um, end of December. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, but that's been it for this episode. So thank you all for listening to it. Um, follow us on social media at Maggie and Laura on Instagram at Yabby Reddit on Twitter and TikTok. We're killing it on TikTok. So follow us there, please. And give us a little email. And killing it and on Twitter. And Laura too. present and gmail.com. If you give us an email, we're going to respond. And that's kind of a pretty cool thing. When oh, you think about it, it definitely is. We love We have it on our phones. Yeah, exactly. We and love Penpals. And Maggie and I always send screenshots to each other, like saying, like, look who emailed us today. It's very, very fun for us. We're sweeties. Uh, we're sweeties. You all are sweeties. And. Thank you for another awesome season. All right. Adios, amigos. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.